0: Limitless Love and Light CD, I think it's going to be available after service. And starting Thursday, you can buy it online through our website. Am I good or what? All right, so let's all take that deep cleansing breath in, let it out, and just settle into the ever-present power of the divine, unconditional love. Expressing in the now. Powerful group. Namaste. So, being Mother's Day, the title of our lesson this morning is A Mother's Joy. And depending on the activities of the child, that title could always be debatable. I stand as an example of that. But we want to begin Mother's Day, with something we feel inclined to begin with, a great truth. And the human relationship with those who are labeled as mothers, biological or not, sometimes even female or not, is sometimes often very loving and can be extremely complicated, tender and frustrating nurturing and downright infuriating. Regardless of where an individual would place their relationship with their mother on this vast spectrum of emotion, we know that that usually depends on the last phone call or interaction with their mother. And the reality is, no one will ever have more than one mother. There is a hard wiring of emotional ties to the mothers of humanity. And this hard wiring is felt no matter what. No matter what. And no matter where we would place our relationship with our mothers on that sliding scale. So with this understanding, the great truth that we want to begin with this morning is this. Whether you are celebrating Mother's Day with a luncheon following service or a dinner later on this evening, or perhaps just a memory, this emotional tie that all of humanity has with the mothers of this journey may never be broken. It may never be broken through verbal conflict or an individual's transition to the next realm of existence. So we humbly suggest for those celebrating Mother's Day with maybe a brunch and perhaps a keepsake photo following service, Wherever you place your relationship on our arbitrary emotional scale, there is no time like the present to tip those scales towards love, nurturing, and tenderness. And for those celebrating this day with just a memory, as many of us are doing, we say to you again, the bond of love is strengthened, by the longing of the heart, not diminished by it. All you wish you could have expressed one more time has been heard and accepted. And we promise you, listen to this very clearly, we promise you, if you allow yourself to be willing, just be willing, to be open and receptive to receiving what some might call a signal, what some might call a sign of this truth, you're going to receive just such a signal or a sign. It may ever be so slight or ever so grand. However, it will be an acknowledgement that you have been heard and the bond is stronger than ever. There's an old Jewish proverb that I like. And it goes. There's goes. God couldn't be everywhere, so he created mothers. I was in my full divine feminine mode this morning when one of our members came in and they had a little something on their lip. I, I did this. I promise you, I did. They're now shirking. They're they're afraid I'm going to call them out. Right? This proverb, we know is the truth of God. It is the truth of God indeed because God is omnipresent. And I have always appreciated the folk wisdom and metaphor of this proverb as it depicts the principle of the divine feminine, which is omnipresent, nurturing, and all-sustaining all living things while excluding none. Dr. Holmes refers to the feminine principle as the universal womb of nature. Because, as an omnipresent principle operating through all living things, it knows how to unconditionally nurture and grow to full manifestation whatever falls into its embrace. It is for this reason another term for the divine feminine could be unconditional love. In other words, God as the divine, divine feminine is unconditional love. Now, most all of us have heard and agree with the statement that unconditional love is the most powerful force in the universe as it aligns us directly to the highest vibration of source energy. Then it would seem logical to say that women are inherently more powerful than men. Why? Because as a rule of thumb, women are far more likely to be in touch with their divine feminine, which is where unconditional love exists as a universal principle. Now, take note here. I did not say women are stronger, more intelligent, or more important. I said women are simply more powerful. They're more in tune with that nurturing nature. And I believe it's because women have a much easier time assessing accessing their feeling nature, which is where authentic love resides. While this may really fly in the face of many of my male counterparts, this is nonetheless true. The good news is, the divine feminine being an omnipresent principle means everyone, men included, have access to it. The problem is many males have not been as willing to go there, if you will, because it it's generally buried deep within men and may require some revealing and balancing of energy that can be flat out uncomfortable for a few of us. I think most men believe that to access the divine feminine means becoming more vulnerable. And for some, for some, I suppose it could be. However, irrespective of the discomfort, it is only in the light of that vulnerability that authentic love reveals itself. What I have discovered for myself is that as I am more willing to embrace this divine feminine principle within myself, balancing it with masculine energy, the more likely I am to live openly in a day-to-day consciousness of unconditional love. Now, for me, beyond the obvious, this is the metaphysical meaning and purpose of Mother's Day. Yes, of course, naturally, we are celebrating our earthly mothers. And that should be so. And We're taking this opportunity to celebrate them, thinking and honoring them for the amazing job they did for us to bring us into this physical world using the very same principle of the Divine Feminine to birth us, to unconditionally love and nurture us for so many years, and then selflessly launch us on our own spiritual journey into the human experience. Perhaps equally as important, Mother's Day can be a chance for each of us to consciously reconnect with the principle of the Divine Feminine within ourselves which is where the true power of unconditional love resides. We waiting to embrace and nurture us, it is through this connection to the true power of unconditional love, we are able to experience a mother's joy. A mother's joy by allowing our thoughts and our words and our actions to be enveloped and empowered through this connection. And then watching those same very thoughts and words and actions be nurtured into powerful existence. This is why our affirmation card this week from Elizabeth Elizabeth Kubler-Ross is so important. It reads, The ultimate lesson all of us have to learn is unconditional love, which includes not only others, but ourselves as well. It is through a practice, through a practice of loving ourselves unconditionally we are applying the principle of the divine feminine to the journey through the application of this principle we nurture the energy of our soul into a more profoundly powerful expression and we experience pure divine joy by witnessing the expansion of our creative power this expansion is realized through the practice of unconditional self love. I want to give you an example of how this plays out because it plays out all the time. Sometimes we just don't realize it. This fellow's at a grocery store and he sees this woman with a little girl in her basket. The little girl's about three years old. And as they pass the cookie section, the little girl immediately began to whine and fuss, demanding demanding to get some cookies. And the mother said very quietly, Now, Ellen, we just have half the aisles left to go. Don't be upset. It won't be long now. And he passed the mother again in the candy aisle. And of course, the little girl again began to shout for candy. And when she couldn't have any, she began to cry. And the mother said, There, there, Ellen, don't cry. It's okay. Only two more aisles to go, and then we'll be checking out man happened to be behind the mother and the child in the checkout lane, where the little girl, of course, began to scream and shout for gum, and burst into this terrible temp- temper tantrum upon discovering that her mother would not buy her any gum. And the mother said, Ellen, we're going to get through this checkout, it will take five minutes, and then you can go home and have a nice day man followed them out to the parking lot and stopped the woman to compliment her. And he said, you know, I just couldn't help how loving and patient you were with little Ellen. And the mother said, my little girl's name is Tammy. I'm Ellen. If ever, unconditional self-love needs to be practiced and affirmed it is when the mother is in the store with a three-year-old never forget that dr holmes said learn that or excuse me kennedy schultz said learn that love is a power that you already have learn that love is a power that you already have and not a commodity that you have to get love is not an emptiness longing to be filled it is a fullness pressing to be released It is the power of the creative energy of love bristling with activity and very much in need of an outlet, a place to flow to and something to become. A place to flow through and something to become. And let me tell you something. The energy that you feel of warmth, safety, joy, and happiness, either in the brace or the memory of embrace or the memory of your mother is simply that expression of love that you have aligned with, the expression of love that you have aligned with from her. From her. And now it is our role to continue to expand that expression of love. First to ourselves and then out to the world as a whole. You know, yesterday morning, we we met at 9:30, and we did the soul service where we did built lunches for the community, the homeless community, and took them out. And one of the things that caught my attention was when I arrived. I got here late yesterday. Oops. But you know what? In my being here 10 minutes late, they were just rocking and rolling. They were like fourth of the way done. And these guys, I forgot how many people, we had a good crew yesterday, and we, they were just in that moment of expressing love unconditionally. And what I realized in that moment, now they, they're building lunches for people that we normally would never meet. Some of some of our folks don't go out and help deliver lunches, and that's okay too. So they're definitely not going but is it that act of unconditional love in that moment? Is it love for the community? Is it love for the fellow human being? Or is it love for the self? Love for the self knowing that as I practice acts of unconditional love, expecting nothing in return, what am I truly servicing? What am I servicing? I'm servicing my own core vibration. I'm servicing my own consciousness i am practicing applying that application of the divine feminine knowing that the only thing this act of unconditional love is going to serve is me that's not selfish that's powerful that's very powerful because when we do those acts unconditionally express the divine feminine what happens is we align our consciousness with this higher vibration that only seeks that outlet to be expressed. That's all it wants. And you are that opportunity. You are that opportunity. So we want to begin moving into a greater expression of ourselves through the power of love. And we want to begin defining how that looks for us individually. Sometimes that may look as if or look like, doing a soul service function. Other times, it may look like giving yourself a break. Giving yourself a break from all the things you got to do. Giving yourself a break from all the things that society says you need to do. I'm just saying, today, I'm going to sit home in my hot tub and eat my Ben and Jerry's and be happy about it. It's okay to do that once in a while if that is what brings you into an alignment of feeling, joy, contentment, The practice of self-love begins with you. It begins with you and expands outward from there. Eleanor Roosevelt said, you must do the thing you think you cannot do. You must do the thing you think you cannot do. Well, when you're operating from this divine principle, find feminine principle you begin to realize that in being pure love there's nothing you can't do there's nothing you can't achieve only we have to stay in that flow, we have to stay in that vibration so that's why we want to service ourselves and service others Ann Landers once wrote if I were asked to give what I consider be the most useful bit of advice for all of humanity. It would be this. Expect trouble as an inevitable part of life. And when it comes, hold your head high and look it squarely in the eye and say, I will be bigger than you. You cannot defeat me. People the world over, regardless of theological background, Feel as if being spiritual or belief, feeling spiritual, being spiritual, having faith, practicing religious beliefs means not having any issues in life to contend with, even in the New Thought movement. The reality of spirituality is not about never having a problem. It is about knowing how to transform the issues of life through a sound spiritual practice should an issue arise. And we resolve the issue out of the awareness that whatever we face out there is never greater than the power of unconditional love that we meant as, notice that powerful as, that we meant as to transform our existence. Now, Karen Carpenter had looking at troubles, she put it kind of a different way when it comes to holding your head up high. She said, don't ever get your knickers in a knot. Nothing is solved and it just makes you walk funny. She's right, you know. But what she's saying to us is we have an opportunity in choosing how we respond to life. Every moment, we have an opportunity in choosing how we're going to respond. We can get frustrated or worry, or we can say, wow, this is a great opportunity to bring some loving understanding or a loving transformative idea to this situation. In this moment, I may move past it and move on. The fastest way to a steady release of any and all negative energy, ideas, and emotions is to begin a release. We're going to give you a suggestion. I know many of you aren't going to do it, but you're going to get the, the awareness of the impact of this exercise, and that's okay. But think about this for a moment. Those, things, those little things that you worry about throughout the week, the old memories we have that don't pr- bring forward a positive feeling but may have a negative energy around them, I want you to think about those for a moment and take each one and assign them a potato, an actual potato, and then put the potato in a bag and carry the bag around for a week. How big is your bag going to be? Is it going to be just a couple of potatoes? Or is it going to look like the mess they had up in North Carolina when the truck spilled last week? 50,000 pounds of potatoes on the freeway in North Carolina. How would that wear on you physically if you carried around that sack of potatoes? The reality is, how does the energy, carrying around that sacrament. How does it wear mentally and spiritually? You get to the side, but you're understanding now the need for release and to release from and the energy of love. Roseanne Barr, one of my favorite comedians, said, beauty comes in all sizes, not just a size five. Now, I know that, yes, we live out here in a superficial individual, when it comes to how an individual should look, it's a pity, really, because the intrinsic value of beauty found within all of humanity cannot be seen with the naked eye, and must be felt with the all-seeing, all-feeling soul. The beauty everyone has is the beauty and grace and unconditional love, the kindness and compassion of presence, of source coming forward and it is a beauty that everyone contains, male or female, young or old, and some see this divine beauty within all people, and truthfully, some do not. And the reason for that is, is some see this divine beauty within themselves first, while others, that's where we want to author and women's movement leader Marian Woodman asked if we fail to nourish our souls they wither and without soul life ceases to have meaning the creative process shrivels in the absence of a continual dialogue with the soul and creativity is what makes life worth living it is our soul self our God self where their spark of creativity is born and nurtured out of the divine What are you doing to flourish, expand your creativity? The God Self needs to be nourished with long commutes with nature, books with which require us to contemplate beyond the box of conformity, and music that whisk us away to thoughts beyond the everyday. It is through the nourishing of our soul we are able to see and feel true beauty, to take a step into the darkness and know we never walk alone. So we got to hear from my Shiro, Oprah Winfrey who said, understand that the right to choose your own path is a sacred privilege. Use it well in possibility. the possibility of you, the individual you is phenomenal. You can do be whatever. See, this path that you're on, this air that you're breathing, this life that you're living, it is your sacred journey. It may have some detours. It's occasionally going to have a bump, and once in a while we're going to feel like we're lost. Yet, it's your path. Still your path, filled with the grandeur of possibilities waiting for you to explore. Those possibilities. Don't hold back. You're in this existence to thrive, to be bold, to reveal the phenomenal potential of your being. Entire lifetimes are wasted because great people are concerned with what others might think or say when they begin to explore their, their own potential and possibility. so we're going to tell you what they say or think. They're saying and they're thinking. My God, I wish I had their courage, their drive, their faith, to do whatever it is they're doing. That's what they think. Now, it might always be verbalized that way, but that's the core. People who revel in the grand possibilities of their existence are not any different from anyone else with one exception. They made the decision to love themselves enough to follow their bliss despite what others say Or talk about. Why is that? Because the ones who are talking, the ones who are doing the talking, don't have great experiences of their own. So they talk about the experience of others. Don't be the other. Or be the other. Greatest metaphysician of all time, Mae West. much of a good thing is wonderful. There's no limit to the good. You can create, receive, and experience within this journey or any journey to follow. You exist and create in and as an expression of unlimited, omnipotent, universal, energetic potential and possibility. The good of this journey of you is inexhaustible. And there's always enough good to go around. This is why too much of a good thing is wonderful. It's all God. It's all good. It's all coming forward through you, for you, and as you. And you alone. You alone. So we had some motherly advice this morning from many of the wonderful mothers that share our journey. And I know some of them feel... Right. Some of them feel familiar. Some of them will set you on a path to expanding your connection to the divine feminine. Whatever they do, however they connect with you, understand something. You are hearing them this morning because there's something within you that needed to hear it. There is something within you that said, I need to go and follow my bliss. There is something within you that said, well, wait a second. I want to put myself first. There is something within you that needed to hear that right here now, there is absolutely nothing out there more powerful than you are right here in this moment. And you can look at it head on and say, I will be greater than you. And know that you have the power of the universe backing you up in that affirmation, in that awareness. So you get to decide how this motherly advice is going to impact you this morning, or even if it does. Even if it does. Louise Hay said, love is the great miracle cure. Loving ourselves works miracles in our lives. We know this to be true. We know this to be true. But somewhere along the way, we have to go out and begin the process of expressing that love, of operating from the divine years ago I attended a a workshop called The Experience. I don't know how many people remember this or heard about it. It's a fellow by the name of Rob Eichenberg. And in the course of this workshop, there were like 100 people there, and he had us all form this little circle where we would face everybody individually. And in the course of facing them, you had to do something. You had to assign whether or not you really wanted to meet get to know them without saying a word based purely on appearance. So one eh, I don't really want to get to know you. Five yeah let's sit down and have coffee. Let's get to know each other. Right? So imagine this for a moment that you're facing 100 people you never met and you have to say to them through their face or this and there was none of this And what happened was, the more people there were people that actually did this, I saw it, but what most people realized is it was so much easier just to give the five in that moment. It was so much easier just to say, yeah, let's sit down and talk. Let's recognize something beyond the external. And what we want to suggest to you this morning is when you get up tomorrow and you look in the mirror, maybe after you've gotten ready for work, will you give yourself a one or a five? You're going to give yourself a one or a five. It's always easier to give the five. It's always easier to practice that expression of unconditional love and just start the day loving yourself first through the acts of the divine feminine the step into the darkness, and you're going to fly. Build your choices on love. Look at troubles with defi- divine defiance and affirm you cannot defeat and then go and create beyond the opportunity. Take the time to see the true nature and beauty of God in all people, and most importantly, take the time to see the true beauty and nature of God within Thrive in your phenomenal possibility. It exists, it is real, and it is yours. Don't ever entertain any thought which contradicts this truth. Grab, take hold, body, all the wonderful good in life you can, with the knowing your good nor anyone else's may ever be depleted. People live live these truths every day. Were those truths instilled within them by their biological mothers? Maybe. Or maybe, just perhaps, those gifts were instilled into them as a gift from someone who serves as their spiritual mothers. It doesn't matter where the gift came from. What matters is is that they move forward with the gifts and make them their own. Make them your own. This is your time to soar. This is your time to know that you were born into this journey from a consciousness of love and that you move forward in this journey as a consciousness of love. And if there is any any great affirmation, testament, acknowledgement, we can give to the mothers within our journey today, it will be to live and be and promote and expand the love that we are. Because that is all that you are. And that is all that I am. And that's what makes life absolutely wonderful. And so it is. Namaste. All right, if you would please say the offering affirmation with me, infinite mind, in as and through me, blesses and multiplies my offering, it does its good and perfect work and returns to me, multiplied abundantly. And if the